Alright, welcome to the Bean Talking Podcast. I'm Tim Beanland and this is the first episode. We kick things off with Jordan Crowley. He's a triple business owner and been a purebred entrepreneur since eight years old. He also finds time to be a fully paid actor. So we touched on topics such as, is entrepreneurship the right thing for you? How to get into giant retailers like Bunnings and Kmart? And then how Jordan got his fully paid acting gigs, being in Dare Ice Coffee commercials and now a really cool project with Ned Kelly. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this, so let's go. Cheers for meeting up, being the first on the Beanstalking podcast. And, Happy and to for, talk, man. Thanks yeah, for having me. And for very good reasons. So, triple business owner, serial entrepreneur, sales expert and strategist. That's that's my sum up. But for people that don't know you, yeah, give us a bit of an introduction. Yeah, look, um, like everybody else, I have done a lot of labouring jobs. A lot of uh, bum boy work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of the bum boy work when I was a lot younger. Um, I always had uh, an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit, shall we say, um, since I was young. And so I just kind of did that to sort of come up, get a bit of money under my belt um, before I took on other things. Um, I started a horse supplements company from scratch, literally um, photocopy of the label of a bucket and turned that into a business. Wow. Wow. Yeah, found distribution um, and sold that company and then uh, have since, well, I've done a couple of things, lived yep. in China, import, export New Zealand products up to China and then uh, I've since moved over to my polymer company now, which we've got things from dust suppression, acrylic polymers, waterproofing agents and the like. So yeah, I've, I've done a couple yeah. of different diverse uh, things in my lifetime, but this, it's been a good run. Business in China too, I, I assume that would be... Um different to, to how you deal with Australian business, but also similarities at the same time? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> pretty extremely different actually. You know, everything in China is price driven and and they operate at the other end of the scale. Um, and what I mean by that is that, that, you know, we try to build brands over this side of the world. We try to build unique differences in our products. We try to, um, you know, brand it, make it look good make it perform, whereas in China it's just about uh, buy price basically mm. and you know smashing that down as low as you can. <laughs> in a country with so many billions of people, you know, you can see why they try to grind the price down so low because everything's mass produced and um, you know, they do business the same way. They don't tend to sort of understand um, quality and rarity, you know, because yeah. in China there's a, a trillion of everything. <laughs> yeah. so doesn't come into the equation yeah, exactly. everything's 50 cents so yeah, yeah. It's, it's very 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 different yeah. so take me back to uh, i guess what i'm interested in because you ran free businesses and and you talked about doing grunt work at the start there um what was the first time that you noticed and we've talked in the past about little side projects and hustles you did at younger but mm. what was that first thing where you're like i want to get something and i'm going to do this to get it yeah i think uh I think I, I got a lot of, uh, I got to thank my parents a lot for the way that I am. I think my, my, my father has this, uh, you know, there's no ceiling to life. You can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, and my mother's always sort of like, you know, cross your T's and dot your I's, make sure you're not being delusional about your, yeah. you know, your, your, your skill set or your ambitions. Yeah. And okay. so I think the, the balance between those two has played a big part. Yeah. Um, I remember early on, um, 
my mum and I, you know, I mean, we, we were broke when I was younger, you know, right. it's not like we've always been successful and I just came out of the womb into a trillion dollars, <laughs> it just it didn't work like that. We've always been, and, and I, I remember this one particular lesson where we used to walk probably, I don't know, somewhere between five to 10 Ks, I'm not good with kilometers, up the road to um, lay-by, it was called back in, back in the 90s, uh, a BMX bike for myself. And so yeah. we'd walk up every sort of two weeks and put $10 on this thing. The thing was probably only about $110 all up. Yeah. But you know, we had to walk up obviously 11 times and five kilometers up the road. And I, I learned this slow and steady um, style of, of purchasing. Um, and I think that certainly rubbed off into the way I do business now. Okay. I'm not just going straight for that knockout punch and at the first meeting. I, I, I know that it's a long race. I know to cast my goals off into the future mm -hmm. and just do the little things incrementally to, to, to get there. And I think that's, that was a huge lesson that I learned very young mm -hmm. on, you know, thanks to my mum, I suppose. Yeah. And, and, and going forward into that, I, I slow played my hand when I was a kid. You know, I used to do things like pick oranges out the backyard we go. bag them up Here and sell go. them to the postman yeah. you know and all, all i knew at that he's time, only the postman yeah yeah man because i knew he's consistently coming around right <laughs> oh so, there we go so i got one guaranteed customer yeah, per day per day per day <laughs> so, so yeah did, I, you, I, did you figure out what margins were at that stage as well well you yeah know? you know i i i really started well it was 100 percent margin for me it, wasn't, it was i'm pull, pull, pulling the free off a tree so oh yeah know, it was the best business in the world so it wasn't even your tree <clears throat> no well, well it was at the back you know but it didn't cost much you know because we we didn't have to we had no supplier it was yeah. just a, a free tree as free far as i was concerned and i used to do a bit of bloody emotional blackmail you know i pull my my young cute sister out and i'll pull yeah. my younger brother yeah, out yeah. and we'll stand there oh please you know it's only five dollars the postman will be like jesus this yeah. kid's extorting the shit out of me <laughs> but all i knew you know all i knew is i wanted to play street fighter 2 and i wanted to have a white there chocolate magnum or a paddle pop that was like my yeah. life goals at the ripe old age of 80 yeah. years old you know yeah. and and i knew what i wanted and and i knew it took money and then I just came up with an idea how yeah. I could do that. What did I have around me? Oranges. Oranges. And lots of them. Like, man, we had the, the fullest orange bowl you've ever seen. And so I thought, you know, I, I, as a kid, I just came up a way, with a way to capitalize off of that. Yeah. You know, as I got older, um, 12 years old, we used to have a holiday home up north. And we used to roll around on the ground picking up golf balls and then selling them back to the clubhouse members. The clubhouse. You know, of course, you can do this in New Zealand because Jeez. you don't get eaten by snakes or something like that. And the clubhouse guy was, was okay with that? Like, for well, to start you off? Yeah, he was at first. His name was Ted. And, and Ted was cool that at first, a couple of cute kids just rolling around in the bush, what harm could they do? But, you know, once we started putting away, you know, $60 a day, $120 a day, you know, all ah. of a sudden he started nailing down on this racket, you know? And yeah. it was funny because it was like the first my first introduction to like a government you know what i mean yeah so I'm, making, I'm making too much money you, yeah. <laughs> i'm making too much money stop yeah that that old silent business partner that's was, it. you know give me my give me that's my portion it. except he didn't ask me for a cut he just shut my racket down and oh. so you know we, we went went away my cousins and i were you know our tails between our legs we had to come up with something else but yeah yeah you know like since a kid i've been doing that stuff so <laughs> So yeah, awesome. I, I think I'm a purebred entrepreneur. I yeah. always have been. My yeah. mum used to call me that before that word was popular. So. Purebred entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what are the lessons that you, I think you you took from that that you're now applying today still, like from 12 years old and, and now like yeah, well, supply I, and demand? Or. Yeah, I, I think the one of the biggest things is, like I said, is to, is to slow play it and, and, and 
map it out over over 10 years you know and can you do can you see yourself doing that thing for 10 years and if you can't then don't start yeah okay. you know oh i want to do a t-shirt company why why yeah. oh because it'll make me some quick cash well that's what you think <laughs> you know what i mean like if, if that's not going to be your thing then i would say continue to learn until you're at the position where you have the skills to do that thing mm. I mean, you know, like I did, you know, we've all got to fill gaps and pay bills and things like that. But that's what a nine to five job is for. Mm. If you work a nine to five job and you learn the skills, yeah. say, say you're interested in trading on the stock market. Don't go and do it tomorrow because you will go broke because yeah. the yeah. first way to lose your money is to be uneducated or unskilled in the yeah. field you attack. Yeah. So, so I would say stick to your nine to five, build up a flow to cash, learn the skills that you need and to go into whatever thing that you want to do. Mm. And then when you go at it, go at it. So you're not, even though you've, you're an entrepreneur and you've been doing stuff since 12, you're not actually against going and getting a job and working for someone. No, no, no. Because a, a lot of entrepreneurs are like, go into it because they, they just don't like being told what to do. Yeah, but when, so, you, when you don't like being told what to do at 16 years old, like you're getting a bit entitled there. Because, yeah, okay. you know what I mean? Like you haven't, earned your stripes you haven't justified yourself to anybody mm. you know like i mean you're gonna have you're gonna have big problems trying to convince a customer that you're a specialist in your field when you started last week and you're 17 years old mm. now that doesn't mean that i'm against 17 year olds being entrepreneurs i'm just saying be reality based about your expectations here yeah. i mentioned earlier that i wouldn't go into being a life coach not yeah. through through uh you know my, my skill set or whatever I, I believe, and I really believe this, I could do it now. Mm. But I'm also very aware of the fact that a 32-year-old telling a 60-year-old how to live won't go down won't well. Go down very it well. won't. It, it just won't. won't. It won't yeah. matter what the hell I say. Yeah. A 60-year-old will look at me and think, who the hell are you? Mm. And, and I understand that, so I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But that also gets into, I guess, target market <clears> as well, <throat> yep. in a sense. you know, If you're a 35-year-old, you probably want to be teaching 15-year-olds and 18-year-olds. But True. then again, you know, they don't have the money. True. So that's then, so that's a poor business model. So that's model. a poor business model, isn't it? And then, that doesn't work. See, because a lot of a lot of people have this struggle. I'm talking about that nine to five of taking that leap, of and then but they feel bad that they're in their nine to five. So going back to what what you're saying, do, do you think you should use your nine to five as a learning ground and a, and as a capital raiser, um, and then then leap? I do. I think you can. I think you can bridge that gap somewhat. Um, I think you can get employed in the thing that you hope to do on your own yep. later, and then, and then you're learning on the job whilst yep. pay, getting paid and playing on someone else's yep. money. Yeah, you know, for playing on someone else's <clears throat> money. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. So, for example, if you wanted to be a digital marketer, mm. go work for a digital marketing company, learn the ropes for I don't know five years. Yeah, get as close to the boss as you can, and then learn those skills and implement them when right. you think you're ready and you have the cash flow. Mm. Doing it before then is just flat stick delusional it, yeah it really is i mean you'll you'll learn very quickly if you do it that first that second way you'll learn quickly but you will you'll also but, go broke quickly and you'll yeah. also learn a bunch of hard lessons that you may or may not recover from and i mean that both financially yeah. and mentally and then you're looking for a job yeah which is that when someone sees on a resume that you've been a business owner is probably you know you don't, you don't necessarily want to um, hire a business owner in your business because <coughs> they'll start trying to run things true true uh, I think maybe I th yeah I think there's nothing wrong with failing no of I just think you can mitigate that risk if you're mm. a bit smarter nothing wrong with failing let's, I think let's touch on that mm. uh, I like not, there is nothing wrong with failure is there and, okay and that shouldn't stop someone yeah but, 
Do you have a story around the, uh, around, around the fa- a, failure? I've got a couple of fresh ones. <laughs> so, uh, 2012, I did this uh, rodeo. So this is for my horse supplements business, and I had a stall at this rodeo. What's and the supplement business name? Uh, it's called Inordic. Inordic. Yeah, Inordic. It's yeah. uh it's a Danish company. Well, it's Danish from, brand. Yeah, Danish uh, suppliers, and we bring it down to here, and we've been distributing in New Zealand and Australia since uh 2010 so mm. it's been around for eight years now um so we had a stall in this rodeo and uh <clears throat> a friend of mine told me that he'd been there the last 10 years in a row and he reckoned that jeans sold like hotcakes mm. i said okay that sounds good enough to me so i went and spent 12 grand on jeans just bang straight just in. bang straight in yep. spent 12 grand on jeans and by the end of the show we'd only sold three grand worth and we had about nine grand oh, left over oh, and that is hundreds of pairs of jeans yeah. just left over and oh, no. you know I, I deserved everything I got yeah. because I tried to take a shortcut and I tried to cash in fast and I tried to turn over quickly with no research and taking somebody's word for it oh. and it bit me in the ass and that's the lesson you learn yeah would I do that again no no not a chance you but do. you had to do the thing to find out to get a boot in the ass mm. but I think the key is to learn the lesson Yep. Learn the lesson and understand what you did wrong. And what I did wrong was I tried to take a shortcut and mm. I tried to make short-term money as fast as possible. Right. Booted in the ass. So in general, that short-term thing, going back to, you know, you should be doing this for 10 years and love it and, and that kind of thing. So for anyone that's thinking about starting whatever whatever it is, a podcast, a, a business, a, a, you know, a job even, it should be look at it in terms of the long term. Well, I just think I just think you need to be, you need to know yourself quite well. You know, I can't sit here and say, look, you know, the the golden rule is five years of the chosen craft and blah blah yeah. blah. I don't know. You know, yeah, you might for be. Me, yeah, yeah. For me, I know I tried to take a shortcut and I got burnt. Yeah. So so, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. Yeah. I, you know, I, I I don't think I'm special. Mm. I, I try to do what everybody does on Instagram or whatever, yeah. throw a little bit of short-term money and then try and make 15 grand. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. And now I own 9,000 pairs of jeans. Rumor has it those jeans still, still sitting in the yeah, Hell yeah, man. <laughs> hell yeah. I was going to ask how you look around them. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before you torch them, you know, you should, oh, you should have a bonfire. You should have a bonfire, man. Bonfire and just get rid of them here. Tell you what, you might be able to, to sell them these days. You know, uh, can yeah. I can I entice you back into the jeans? Yeah, business? who knows, man. We'll, uh, we'll do a, we'll do a fire sale one time. Fire sale liquidation. Christmas but, is coming up. Yeah, but that's that, you know those are the times you you do uh, get burnt is when you try to cut corners. You know, mm. you try to take shortcuts. <laughs> it's it's you know, yeah. and and so I learned the lesson, and I think you know. All around our lives or all through business, you go through it and it doesn't matter whether it's with business partners, with business business itself, business scenarios, you learn lessons all the time. Yeah. I think the, the, the people who end up being better off are the ones who learn those lessons, they consciously mm. understand them and then they implement them as fast as possible. Yeah. And then this slowly carves your path as to um, how you're going to get to your end in goal or your end game, yeah. you know, it's the ones that learn the lesson yet do the same thing yeah. are the ones that are never going to get there. Because, heads yeah, the because if, put it this way, right? If I didn't learn that lesson and I made ten nine thousand dollar mistakes, yeah, I'm out of business pretty shortly. Yeah, you know, you can't afford to just throw around a hundred grand, lose it, and no. just keep doing it. Just keep going. You can't. You can't. You know. So it's the ones that learn the lesson and then they implement it Implement, instantly. Implementing, that's the key. 
That's speed of implementation yeah, is you, actually the, the yeah. You can talk about your fears as much as you want. Yeah. Unless you know, this is the first episode of this podcast. We could have talked for ages about doing it. But yeah. You, you last time we met up, we were like, let's do this. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. I want to um, talk about sales yeah. um, and your experience of of hardcore. You know, getting out there in the in the dirt and, and actually actually selling because I think business owners or, or ambitious people can think that their idea alone will take them far, mm. and then they don't have the the sales skills. I'm not talking marketing because that's yeah. different. I'm talking I'm talking sales. Yeah. So what has your experience been there? I mean, from a very you've started at an early age, but are you now confident in your sales ability that you can walk in? Oh yeah, and you can yeah. So just yeah. talk talk to me about how important you think sales are. Well, I think it's Still. it's everything. You know, if you yeah. don't make a sale, whether it be a product or service, you don't have a business. Yeah. And so I think it's everything. For me, it comes down to competency. Mm-hmm. If I know the product inside out, well, put it this way: I will not knock on a door, make a phone call, or get in the car until I'm completely one hundred percent competent. Right? Is it competent and solve on it as well yourself? Yeah, well, of course, yeah. I yeah. mean, let's let's assume for a second that the product's actually good. Absolutely good. First off, don't get into selling or, or peddling oh. a poor product because yeah. it will bite you in the ass. Yeah. It will bite you in the ass. your reputation is on the line there too. Everything's on the line. Yeah. Your financial well-being's on the line. Your mental well-being's on the line. Mm. Your businesses, your reputation, everything's on the line. Especially in a sales environment. Not only is it on the line, it's online. It's online now. You too. can't hide anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be back in the day. Can't hide. Nah. You can't just you can't just start new businesses and just hop along undetected anymore, man. That, yep. Those days are gone. Yeah. You used to be able to do that. You used to be able to pedal snake or get away mm. with it. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, like I've I've started two Facebook pages, one for this podcast and one for personally, <coughs> and and even I was like, oh, I don't want to invite people to the second one because it's like, oh, you're starting too much stuff. Yeah. But anyway, back to back to sales. Um. Yeah, so it's it's important. It's relative to everything. If your business isn't isn't succeeding, yeah. So I believe it's a learnt skill. Um, I started telemarketing when I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so thankful for that because it's taught me a lot. Mm. But do you believe that it's a learnt skill? And if so, what should someone do about it? I think the the learned skills are product related. They can be they can be presentation related. I still think there's a heavy um, element of you have to be able to relate to people, you know, from from the janitor to the CEO, and you need to be able to adapt to just talk different language, yep. you know. And I don't mean that literally, Absolutely. but you just need to talk on different levels. And if you can do that, I, I think that makes you a really well-rounded yep. salesman. I go back to what I said earlier. Uh, everything for me is competency-based. There's been scenarios where I've been asked to present on something I don't know about and I, mm. I just flatly refuse to do it because yep. you know if you're going into these scenarios or to this boardroom or to these calls and you're the supposed expert and you can get called out or you can get questioned hey man it's always going to happen don't get me wrong and the best thing to do is just to own up and say listen I, I don't know but let me find out for you do not bullshit mm. you only spin a web of deceit that you can't get out of mm. nobody else mm. and so I think that you know, as long as you you know your product or your service very very well, as well as you can, and you you know when it's time, you know yeah. you can get. Because sometimes you can <clears throat> know too much about it, and that can be a problem. Because then you over. How so? Because then you over explain. 
you you've got you you got um, but then that comes back to your taught sales skills know when to push know when to pull you yeah. know so so that's the balance i don't think you can yeah. know too much you could say too much you can say there you we go know too much that's the key mm. that's the key yeah because you don't want to overfeed your customer and then they go well i don't even think about it correct correct but then that, the that comes objection. to your, yeah, yeah well that How becomes you, your presentation yeah. style then yeah you know? yeah for example I'll, I'll give you a live example please yeah one of the horse products that i have does everything from from its coat to its muscle to its stamina to its recovery to if i say that to the person that's standing opposite me the horse trainer they think i'm a full of shit salesman mm. right so i learned that depending on the horse the industry oh sorry the the discipline yeah. that they were in whether it was racing whether it was polo show jumping dressage i'll just choose the benefits that suited them and what they were trying to do and then i would just name those and i would elaborate on those yeah. sure the product does 15 things when i said it did 15 things they just looked at me rolled their eyes and walked off, walked off. i identified that after about you know five or six different sales calls talking about fail yep and then just narrowed it down and honed it in to specifics yeah. and only relevant to that person i think context is the key with with a lot of stuff but yeah. especially with sales yeah yeah and not overspinning it yeah yeah overspinning it there's also a story that you've posted on your uh, entrepreneur's Facebook page about um, going in the back way yeah. when it comes and being creative. Yeah. So not giving, like, another thing with sales is you need to have tenacity, you need to have thick skin, you need to know when to not give up. Yeah. And and I, I think that would be a valuable story to, to share. So Yeah, you, sure. Yeah, yeah so... Um, as I mentioned, the, the horse supplements company I was running, we sold it up in New Zealand and I moved to Australia, up Gold Coast actually. And it was the front door versus back door scenario. And you know, like any amateur, I rolled up to the front door, thumped on the door and said, hey, g'day, my name's Jordan and I got all these products and they do all these wonderful things. And I just basically got told to piss off by nearly all of them. So I... Uh, went back to my house with my tail between my legs and sort of thought, shit, that didn't really go the way I thought it was gonna go. And you know, you have two choices, you, you give up or you come up with something else. And so I thought, I had a little think and I thought, okay, well, who am I really trying to get to by going to these produce stores? I'm mm. trying to get to the customer. Mm. And the way I saw it, and this is the way I deciphered it, is that this produce store had, you know, 50, 100, 200, doesn't matter, race trainers coming to them, they were the hub. So I was trying to get into the hub, but the hub didn't want me. So I came up with a plan to go and demographically circle the area of this produce store and hit all the customers that I knew shopped at this place, right? So I did that and I went around all the race courses in the area. I gave them free samples. I tried to hard sell them if I could. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. we're here to make money, to make money. Yeah. And, um, and And what ended up happening, which I knew would, is that these trainers ended up going back to this produce store that I had initially knocked on the door. And bear in mind, this is six months down the track now, you know. Yeah. So I long tried still, yeah. still long term. You're so not, you're not to give you up. exactly. Yeah. So to give you an example, I might have knocked on their door in January, and by June, you know, these race trainers are coming yeah. back to this produce store and asking them, "Do you have that compete? Do you have that compete?" And then of course the produce store realized that they were I was Fizz the guy land. that they told to piss off. Yeah. So I had a little little win on that one, Here but they had to ring. <coughs> ring me back and say um hey listen you know we've had a think about it of course they they do all yeah. this stuff and you know i humored them on the end of the phone oh, okay you, you thought about it have you of course i knew why they were coming back to me yeah. it's because i saturated the area 
and made the customers come in and demand the product that's of them. Yeah. That's amazing. And so the, the thing is, is I tried the front door and for all intents and purposes, it was locked. Yeah. So I went round the back door, turns out it was open. It yeah. just took me six months and a, yeah. and a just of thinking. Hard work, hard yeah, effort. Hard work and, and getting out there and, and it ended up, of course I ended up being stocked in that produce store. Yeah. Had I stopped after they told me to piss off, yeah. that would have been the would've end been of it. Been the end of it. What I love about that is there's so many people, I talk to some business owners who are like, they, they have products and like, I want to be in Kmart, I want to be in Cotton On, I want to mm. be, but how do I do it? How do I do it? And that's, that's the key thing. Like what you've just done is create demand. <laughs> like, yes, go to the front door first because it might happen, but create the demand first. That's it. Have the sales, have the proof. Have Your the, product without demand isn't valuable. Um, you know, it's it's a one way transaction and and not financially. So if I wanted to go, let me let me go somewhere with a couple of things. Mm. If I wanted to go to Kmart and I want to stock my t-shirts in there, I want to put my t-shirts. First of all, you wouldn't because I'd drop the ass out of it. But, <laughs> but if I wanted to put my Kmart t-shirts in so Kmart, much. that's a selfish transaction. Of course, cool. I get to go in every Kmart and they have to buy tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of units from me to go into all their stores. Woohoo, that's a win for me. What do they get out of it? Mm. What, what? You have What's no demand, you have no marketing, you have no previous sales, you have no you have no brand recognition. Yeah. What does Kmart get out of it? Yeah. It always it always blows me away when when people and and look, I'm not high horsing here. I I guess people just don't think about the person opposite them, yeah, right? There we go. Like what do I I want to be in Kmart. I want to sell a hundred thousand t-shirt. Yeah, of, of course. Mm. What do you think Kmart wants to do? <laughs> so, so, so you, if Kmart says to you, "Okay, Tim, I'll sell your t-shirts. How do how do we make a million dollars out of your t-shirts?" Yeah. You better be ready to answer that question. Because yeah. if you aren't, don't even knock on the door. Right. Secondly, <laughs> big chains like 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 Kmart, Big W, Sports you know, girl, Coles, yeah, wherever, right? If Bunnings is another good one because we, we, we do a few things. If you want to go into Bunnings and Kmart and all these, these massive corporations, the problem you're going to have, and this is why they're so high up the ladder because they are not stupid. If you've got a little widget that you stock in Bunnings, what happens is Bunnings is of a size or a scale that they stock your product for a time. Now it either works or you take all your shit back, plus the freight wow. bill to get it all back, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So you're, so you're putting the upfront cost, not them. Of course. Yeah. If you want to be in Bunnings, sometimes that can be a blessing or a curse. Yeah. I'll tell you why it's a curse. If you have a widget and you want to go into Bunnings, you, you're going to need, let's say, 10,000 units. First off, that's capital upfront you need to have manufactured to get your shit ready to go. Mm. You need to have a marketing budget to create demand to come back through the door so you can get people to actually come into Bunnings and buy your product. You have to have one hell of a website, pamphlet, all the point of sale stuff mm. needs to all make think sense. About the, think about everything, yeah. You need, uh, you need shelf presence, so somebody needs to walk up the shelf and go, whoa, what's this? Mm. Because if you don't, you get lost in the you sea of other products. In the sea of and then, if it works, here's the problem. You work, it works, you start selling hundreds of thousands of units. Bunnings sees this. Bunnings is richer than you. They find your supplier. They ask if they want to do a deal with them instead of you. They cut you out and they've wow. used you to R&D the market yeah. on your small budget wow. doing all your stuff. Wow. Or 
This, your supplier stays loyal to you, you've got a contract and that means something. Yeah. Bunnings goes, that's okay, we'll reverse engineer it and make it yellow instead of green. Oh, no. You lose. <laughs> so when people think they're going into Bunnings or Coles or whatever, yeah. what people need to understand, and I'm serious about this man because I've seen it time and time again, hmm. these big companies use you as R&D, research and development to test the market. Hmm. When it works, they swap you out for their own brand. Yeah. So just... Go direct, man. Go direct. Do the hard work. Yeah. Stop trying to win the lotto and get into yeah. Bunnings. Yeah. <laughs> nothing against Bunnings. They do great. No, no, no. They no, do no, great. No. I, they man, do great. I love Bunnings. Yeah. It's one of my top five yeah. stores. They do great sausage sizzles. All I'm saying yeah. is just that, that they're doing good sausage. <laughs> it's just one of those names that example. just comes up. You know, when you've got you know, hardware yeah. products, yeah. everyone wants Bunnings. When you've yeah. got, you know, yeah. clothing or apparel, everyone wants Kmart. Everyone wants when you've got food or drink, everybody wants Coles. Yeah. They just yeah. don't understand what they're getting yeah. into. Yeah, listeners, if you hear this and need a spade, go to Bunnings. Yeah. Yep. Just so we don't get in trouble. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, but I, I want to, um, something that in terms of um, not giving up in terms of a sale is I want to talk on follow-up and how important follow-up is. Yeah. Um, again, it's the tenacity to do it, but there's, there's facts and figures out there that 80% of sales are made on the 8th or 10th or yeah, something. And, sure. and would you attest to that? I mean, of course you want a one and gun. That's, that's what everyone wants in yeah, sales. Yeah, no doubt. And if you're good enough, that's, that's awesome. I, I think, um, look, my comments on that, I, I think are, are relevant to the, the person, you know, you, you've got to have a pretty good gauge straight off. And, and, and it's the reason as to why they don't want your product. You know, mm. a lot of the time it's because you haven't done a very good job of Explaining. making them trust you for starters, you know, mm. and if they don't trust you, what you've got to say is going to either have mm. a, a lot of pull or not. And that could come down to micro things, right, of, of, of if you're on time or not and um, the way you're dressed and the way yeah, the, the way yeah. the way you're you're energetic and, and absolutely your professionalism your, yeah. your voice your tone your eye contact your posture I mean we could go back into yeah. all that shit but I, I that's think right. that's that's what training for what's happening what now say? Yeah, look, look, we could we could go into uh, micro analyzing yeah. um, sales approaches and things like that. I, I think that you know if people don't trust you and, and have belief in your product, that's possibly why they said no in the first place. Secondly, that could be that they just don't see enough value in mm. your product. Thirdly, financially, they probably might not be in a position. So there's a couple of reasons why they said no in the first place. To then ring on a second, third, fourth, fifth time. It may or may not have any point, you know, depending on what you've ascertained as to the reason is they've said no in the first place. Yeah. So I think that's the key to not waste your time, not waste their time. So if you are sure when you walk out the first time as to why they didn't buy, mm. you'll know whether it's mm. smart to call second, third, fourth, fifth time. If they say, mate, I just, my marriage just broke up. Yeah. My missus has taken Great the house room. and kids. I'm flat broke. Yeah. Maybe don't follow up. Maybe don't follow up. Maybe don't follow up. Yeah. Or do that in 12 months time. Be like, so hey, man, would, did, you, did you get back on your feet? 
that's, yeah. that's what separates. That's what separates shit. Exactly. You know, bad salesmen from good salesmen. Yeah, is, yeah. Is you'll have a diary. Yeah. And Everybody know. wants to be Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, and just but, smash yeah, people into submission. Men. Yeah. I'm not yeah. into that. I'm no, not well, into it's, that. It's, it, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because it really dehumanizes the whole thing, man. Because you're just trying to get a sale. They can smell it. You know it. You're trying to hide it, but mm, they know it. They you know. know. Talk to the person. People solve their feel problem. You. People yeah. will feel you before they, they hear it coming out. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 talk to the person. You know, ultimately, sales or, or, or your product or service, it has to fix the problem. Or else, what are you doing? Mm. I think, you know... There's too much transactional thinking going on today where people just try to, um, you know, I, I want to be a millionaire. Again, I go back to that one-way thing. It's like, okay, that's what you want. Mm. How does that help your client, though? You know? Mm. Like, like what, what I was offering them? Yeah, what I was taught um, was, it's it's an acronym, um, W-I-I-F-M, which, which yeah, stands what's in it for me. what's in it for me. Mm. So you need to understand it from both sides. So you need to go into sales situations understanding primarily what's in it for the, the, the customer yeah but also in the back of your mind what's in it for you because yeah. some people can you know even if you're booking appointments on the phone right people think that i need to sell it but no you're what's in it for you is your, your appointment same with the sales context is is when it gets to asking for the business ask for the business sure and that's a whole different yeah scenario. it is you know the, the the way i operate man is is that is that if, if I bring enough value and, and, and whether that's, you know, what my product does, what my service does and all that, if I, if I get that right and I solve their problem, for example, I'll give you a direct example. Um, we go into mines, we go into horse riding arenas. There's a whole bunch of uh, areas we go into. And, and one of their problems is, is they've got dust everywhere. Mm. Okay. And what my job is, is to ascertain how much or what what is the cost of this dust issue whether that's mm. fines from the epa or fines yeah. from the council or yeah. you know customers won't come there because their cars get dirty whatever that is yeah, i need to figure out what is this problem costing you mm. now if they tell me i'll give you a rough example if they tell me this is costing me 50 grand a month yeah then i need to fix that problem for them for less if than I, that well yeah it, ideally yeah. you know and so what i try to do is find all the problems that, that add to this 50, 55, 60, now it's 80. And then if my solution comes in at 40 grand per month and I can guarantee that I've fixed it and taken all these other headaches off, mm. they'll do the transaction yeah. by default. Yeah. But if I go in going, you know, oh, my product dustless is the best and it, you know, it's the best in the world. Do okay, like whatever, you know, yeah. that, how, how is that helping them? You, okay, Jordan, you've got the world's best dust suppression. So what? So what? Right. Yeah. So the idea is to fix the problem. Yeah. Service the need. The transaction comes by default. Yeah. Everybody it, goes in thinking, "I got to sell or I'm going to get fired. Yeah. I got to sell or I'm going to get broke." Forget all that. Fix the problem. Fix the problem. Service the need. Yeah. Supply the demand. And if if you don't have a product that does that, you've got a poor Why business yeah. and you didn't do your due diligence properly. Yeah. So it always comes back to the start. Hmm. Due diligence is probably the biggest thing before you get into any business. You gotta, you know, just to keep it basic, you can go into due diligence however you like. But you gotta find, make sure there's a market. You gotta find mm. out how saturated it is or it isn't. What's your product differentiation? There's a bunch of things that you need to do before you start a business. Mm. Because what happens is, as I've just explained, it bleeds into the next thing. Yeah. Now, when you turn up and you go, and they say things to you, oh, okay, okay, Tim, uh, you're the ninth guy to come through my door this week. That's not a good thing. 
because it means you didn't do your due diligence yeah. on companies doing the same shit in the same area in the same industry. Yeah. And you're the ninth guy and your product differentiation is color. You got no shot. Nah. So you should have, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. so when it comes back to due diligence, you should have done that first. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. They get excited about their idea and they're like, of course. You know, this, course. this is amazing. This product is great. And yeah. Then they do a song and dance about it. Yeah. And because, like, because, you know, there's a big difference between a, an inventor, an innovator, an entrepreneur, and, mm. and, a, and a businessman. Let's well, talk about that. And businessman, same yeah. thing. And, and, a, and a businessman who, who knows, you know, money making, yeah. uh, due diligence, you know, routes to market, mm. marketing, mm. you know, it all comes in. And, and if you can learn both skills, oh. you'll have a really well-balanced view on, yeah. on a business. If, you, if you're too heavy in one area, you, you, you know, if you're too much of a businessman, innovation sounds too scary to you, too pricey. Yeah. You're not going to get bang for buck because it might take you a year of R&D and, you know, that means you're not going to make money. But if you're too much of an innovator, you're blinded by the facts of the reality of the situation. Yeah. So if you're an innovator, if you're an inventor, talk to a businessman and get the real shit. If you're a businessman, talk to an innovator and let them tell you how hard this shit is, but also what they're doing new in the market and why. Yeah. And if you get that crossover, that's when you actually have a really good business plan. Yeah. Because if you've got innovation, meaning something new, you've got the market isolated or you've got a big market share and if you're a businessman you know what to do with that market share yeah. link up with people who are your weaknesses network get out there yeah don't don't um don't get down on your weaknesses and try and fix them because a lot of people do that find someone that will that your weakness is there they're positive. Yeah, you can you can waste a lot of time trying to bridge all your weaknesses. Hey, man, we've all got a lot of weaknesses, you know. Mm. Um, if you spend all your time trying to fix everything, you still can't do everything, right? So, so name one successful guy that you know is a one man band that doesn't have a oh. team. Even even I'm I'm going creative and into even like solo musicians, but they have roadies and. And people that help them. Yeah, of course. Producers. Know, producers. So. Sound guys. and Yeah. You, know, you, you can't, can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You need people, man. People are the game. Yeah. What you need to do is, is partner up with people who have the same goals but have different methods or skill sets. And then mm. you get, you know, like I, I have this thing, I, I call it the tripod theory, you know. And if you can get all the legs of the tripod... You know, whether 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 you're the yeah. you're the creator or the products guy, and then you've got the businessman, and then you've got the finance guy. If you can get those three guys in the same room, you can get most jobs done, and then you just outsource anything you can't do. Yeah. If you partner with those guys, man, you know, and the reason that there has to be generally very general, the reason there has to be at least sort of three guys is because they're all three different personality types. Mm. That's why. So, um, for example, I'm heavy sales, heavy people. So processes and documentation go straight over yeah, my head. Not interested, stuff. don't not give interested. a shit, not very yeah. good at it. Yeah. And then you see people who are the other way. They uh, love it. Yeah, uh, operations they managers, they love documentation. They yeah. like everything. Bat, 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 bat. I, respect, I respect those people so much. But speaking at a, at a boardroom table or doing a mm -hmm. speech in front of a thousand people scares the shit out of those people. Yeah. Usually. Usually. But they're you not generally find, the yeah. same person. You know what yeah. I mean? You can generally. find you can find hybrids. Yep, you can. You can find hybrids. Which, yep. And know. then you go into big picture versus small detail people. I mean, you yeah. know, if you yeah, can try and get these types. balances with a little team, three people, 
this is what makes you stronger. Mm. And so if you try, and so my point is, is that if you are trying to, uh, you know, fix your weaknesses by yeah. being the other two guys, oh, I need to yeah. spruce up in taxes and I need to learn finance and I need to, you know, learn documentation. Why? Why? Mm. You, well, you're not going to do everything on yeah, your own anyway. You're not, exactly. That's foolish. So then you talk about building a team. How about when it's when you're building a team and you've got two people that are very similar in skill set? So like you and me, we both are similar in terms of sales and marketing, and we yep. we do that. But do you think we would work well together, or would there be would there be a clash because it's so so similar? Uh, there wouldn't be a clash. It just wouldn't be smart, right? Because because if if one of us is very I won't good take at, that too hard. But. No, 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 no. And, 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 and it's just the truth. Yeah. And, and but the good thing is we wouldn't clash. It's, no. it's not a matter of clashing. It's a matter it's also of where, the person. Yeah, it's a matter of we're we're too heavy. It's like having a car with a thousand horsepower but can't go around a corner. Mm. You're better off having five hundred horsepower and good suspension so you can handle. There we go. Yeah. But there's no sense in having a car that can only go in a straight line for a thousand horsepower when you've mm. got a track in front of you. What's mm. the point in that? You can never use it. Yeah. You need to be able to. Turn, you need to be able to brake, obviously. So you need yeah. braking, turning, and accelerating, yeah. you know, is yeah. the, in essence, what you're trying to do. So you need someone who's good at brakes, someone who's good at accelerating, <laughs> someone who's good, you know There's what I'm saying? Um, you can handle. And that's why, um, you know, our business, for example, we're very sales heavy. Right. And, and I've known that for some years, we need to get some process documentation mm. people or driven people um, mm. in the office because you need to be able to go out do the thing you're good at. Mm. Now, if you're like me, that is calling people up, going and seeing them, getting them excited, telling them about the product, and then you need to be able to throw that over your shoulder for somebody else to ring back and say, hey, how did you go? Yeah. What's yeah. the reason, yeah. you know, or are you interested? Or yeah. yes, I am. So then that person organizes the sale. Mm. I'm not very good at ringing up, but well, I don't want to be doing it. Ringing up a freight company, making sure delivery's on time, making sure they've paid invoices. Yeah. I'm trying to do that from the road while I'm driving to my next appointment. It's not very smart. Not very smart. Right? So the first thing I would do is link with a guy who, who or a woman who is very good at that. Mm. Because then I can do my thing. She does her thing. Perfect. Spot on. Spot on. Awesome. Now, I'll change direction. And I guess the last thing I want to talk about is something I admire in you is the ability to walk the talk. And you say something. Yeah. And you do it. Yeah, it doesn't matter in business, but you've also got other other ventures. There was there was a month ago, I don't know, six months ago, you were like, "I'm going to be an actor." Yeah, I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. So this this guy has ran three businesses, but now I want to be an actor. Mm. So now you're talking about it, and you do tell tell me a little bit about Acting? that that mindset. <clears throat> oh, the mindset. The mindset, and then <clears throat> what you then did as soon as you clicked. Yeah, I think. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things out there where where people people have this predetermined notion that there's a done way to do things, live life, be a sportsman, be a race car driver. They 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 have this thing that there's a way you go about it. There isn't a way you go about it. You just go about it, and it either happens for you or it doesn't. Mm. And I think with that as a foundation for my thinking. I think that's what, what I thought. So when I decided I was going to be an actor, it's just a matter of finding out the steps to do it mm. or, or that I needed to do it. Maybe I go in, I'm not good enough, so I need to go take acting classes. Maybe I go in, I'm more than good enough, and I get gigs. It was one or the other, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I try you just out. Did it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, so I tried out. So auditions came up. I went in and I let, you know, in this case, so let, let's bring it back to business for the second. I let the market decide whether I was good enough. Mm. Turns out I was because I've done 12 odd yeah. sets, films, you know, com TV commercials, whatever. I've done 12 of them now coming yeah. from scratch with a guy who's had no training. Awesome. So the market has decided, not me. Mm. I decided I was going to put it out there. Yeah. The market decides whether I succeed or not. And let's also, that's that's key, but let's also, this is something you haven't, hadn't had um, shown proof in. So, Zero. So you took, you, you told me you took no paid work? No. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Well, because who am I to ask for money? Yeah. Who am I? I, I might be, I might, I might go all right in the business world. I might go okay in the sports world. Who the fuck am I to just walk up and say you're gonna to have to pay me two grand to be an actor? Mm. Okay, Jordan, show me your show me your past work. Oh, you have none. Mm. Show me your training. Oh, you have none of that either. Mm. Who the fuck am I? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you can't just get. And, and this is what, what I what, what blows me away about people in business. And and I, I mean this with respect to people, but who do how do people think they do things they they haven't earned? Mm. So in this instance, right, I haven't earned anything to be an actor. I just feel like I want to be one. Okay, that's in my little mind. But as I say, the directors judge whether I'm, I'm going to be an yeah. actor or not, not me. Yeah. All I can do is the best I can. But who do I think I am to ask for money? Yeah. Like, why? Why can, why, why can I ask for... The answer is I can't ask for money because I'm a nobody in the acting scene, okay? Yeah. So... For me, it was like I said to you about the person who needs to go and work in the thing that they that they want to end up in. That's essentially the way I took it. I thought, okay, if I do free projects, I'll get you know um, exposure to the to the industry. I'll get um, a show reel, which you need to be able to, as I say, prove that you can act. And I'll get um, you know I'll learn and I'll meet some people within the industry. And mm. that's the the approach I took. Now look, it it costs you time. But when you when you want to be an actor or when you want to be anything, time is all you have. Mm. So so that's what you can offer up your time, your your you know your appearance, your 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 your, your services. Yeah. And if you are good enough, you will get a call back. Mm. If you're not, that's okay because at least you know, right? Mm. And if you know, you know where the start line is. Yeah. I've tried ten auditions. I haven't. So got still any. don't give up after ten. Still don't give no, no, up. No, 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 no. What you want to no, do? No, no. This is great. Yeah. If I did ten auditions and I got no gigs, that would just mean I'm not good enough. Mm. So at least now I know. Okay, maybe I was, you know, jerking myself a little bit, thinking I was ready. But now I need to go and get acting lessons, or yeah. voice lessons, or presentation lessons, whatever, whatever it is I'm trying to do. At least now, after trying, I know the start line, right? Turns out for me, I, I was as good as I hoped or thought I was because I went and did auditions and I got parts. Now, that's not always going to happen. I'm not just this flipping special guy. If you if you go if I go try out for the swimming team, I will never <laughs> never make the swimming you don't team. Yeah, look like a because I sink, <laughs> and it doesn't matter how hard I that try. That beard doesn't give you a flow. Nah, man, nah, nah man, nah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so finding the start line is a, is a real key thing. I find is if you just put your put your leg out and say, "Am I good enough?" Everybody else will tell you via their yeah, actions, via their it. transactions. Usually, just do it. yeah, yeah. And so once I started getting on set. First, first things first, I've got a bunch of footage I can show people now. So yeah. I'm, I'm a proven actor now. Yeah. 
I got to know directors. One director in particular has cast me on four different things. Wow. He likes my look. He likes my attitude. Yep. He likes my my attendance. I'm always there. I'm always on time. I'm reliable. Yep. And he likes using me. He likes me as a person. Yep. If I don't turn up to any of these, reliability. I never meet this guy. Reliability showing up. That's right. And so since then, you know, I've done TV commercials and things like this, just smaller stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but then that lead, now you're getting paid for it. That's right. You and then the you write on your resume, paid. paid actor in XYZ yeah. project. So and then, then it can be an expectation. Yeah. Now. But now you're proving it, you know what I mean? By, by, by walking it. I, I don't just say I'm an actor. I don't just say I'm a, a, a boss or a CEO or, boss or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's true. Don't say it unless it's true. Yeah, you'll get found out. You've got so many Instagram pages of people calling Man, themselves entrepreneurs. That's right, you know. Yeah. And, and so I think, yeah, that, that's that's the key in the whole thing. You know, it's just, just try. Awesome. The, the market will tell you. The market will tell you, mm. or the director, or the boss, or whatever. Yeah. But I think you know we can get a little bit. Some some of us think too highly of ourselves. Some of us think too lowly of ourselves. You know, yeah. you get people as well who who think so low of themselves and everybody around them is just like, dude, you're yeah. amazing. You're like, amazing. Are you joking? Yeah. yeah. You, know, you usually get it with people with low self-esteem but are extremely yeah. good looking. Oh, I've, I've, well, not, I won't go with the extremely good looking. I'll let the market decide that. But um, I, I, get, I get that a little bit sometimes, mm. I'll be honest. Mm. Um, sort of the imposter syndrome. Yeah, you know, and which 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 direction over the top or underselling it? Oh, it depends on mood. I mean, yeah, depends on mood. Typically, underselling. Underselling it. I can go both ways. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that people and that's just a youth thing. Yeah, well, it's a, well, it's a self awareness thing, you know, and yeah. and self awareness is a a tricky one because it comes with honesty, mm. you know. Um, I think deep down. We all know what what we're good at and what we're poor at. Yeah. Some people some people don't, and that's that becomes the bit yeah, ends, ends up being a problem a for them. Thing. But uh, I think we all know where we're strong and where we're poor. It's about acknowledging that and saying that out loud. And and I think as I, as I said about the acting, at least you've got a start line. Yeah. You know, when you say, "Hey, I'm good at this and I'm shit at this," well, okay, now I know who I need to hire, don't I? Yeah. If I go around saying I'm good at everything, well, why aren't you winning? Why aren't you rich? Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's it's because you're 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 bluffing, bluffing. about what you're good at. Mm. Just admit it. You can start from there. That self awareness, and then you can move forward. Mm. You know, I think we all have self awareness. We just don't vocalize it, or we just don't admit to it. Because people might think, oh, you know, oh, he's not as good as he says he is, or whatever. Well, well, don't say you're so good. Then you won't have anything to come back from. Mm. You know, mm. if you go around telling everybody you're you're you're, you're a millionaire and you own a Lamborghini and it's just rented, it's rented and, and, and you oh, make like 40 grand a year. Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah well, yeah, well then you've set the bar super high so of course of you're going to feel like a it. fool admitting that you're not all these things. Yeah. It's just come, comes with people fronting, you know? Yeah. So actually walk the talk. Don't, don't, don't fake it. Well, just, just, just talk to your level of walk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're only walking so fast, don't talk faster than that. Yeah. Because, you know, eventually you're going to see that you know, people are going to see that you, you can't you can't live up to what you say you can. No, exactly. Because if you know, if so, so let's look at the reason people talk. Right, people talk so that so that people think they're more successful. Mm. Okay, what if I buy your talk? What if you talk to me? You tell me you're a millionaire, and I buy your talk, and I go, okay, okay, Tim, that's great. Hey, I've got a good business over here, and I explain it down to you, to you down to a down to a T, right? Because I'm a very good salesman, and I get through all your objections. 
and I get through all the things and all the hurdles and it just comes down to money. Mm. And then I explain everything so that it's the most, the best investment that you've ever heard of, but it comes down to money. And I keep pressing, I keep pressing to the point where you have to say, I don't have the money. Yeah. Right, then why did you waste you my time? Out. Why did you talk so much? <laughs> the only reason I'm talking to you is because I thought you had the money. Yeah. You know, eventually someone's going to get in and break that down and you're going to get found out. Yeah. And if people are dealing with you yeah. under the pretense that you're a millionaire, mm. you, you've, you've wasted not only your time, their time, you've lied, you've been caught out and it doesn't feel very good. No. And usually the people that say they're rich or they're successful are the ones that don't feel very good inside because mm. they think saying it out loud yeah. is going to make them feel better. But you're only going to get caught out, and that's going to compile once you do. Well, there's a, there's memes that go, not memes, but but quote pages um, put this thing up, and they put a picture of Mark Zuckerberg, um, Jack Ma, and um, Bill Gates next mm -hmm. to each other, and then the quote always says, "The goal is to be rich, not look rich." That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's funny is, is the people that post that up are the ones bullshitting. Yeah, you think? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you read because you read the comments on it, and then then there's some people that go, "Why can't I do both?" You know? Yeah. But you know, I mean, that's that, yeah. If you if you want to, but like I watch some of my mates, and the ones that post that up are the biggest bullshitters. It's like, <laughs> like you're a dog, you. Yeah. It's like, bro, you're the one wearing two gold watches two gold and like watches. flying around the world. You can't get your phone out of your face because you're in business class. Once, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, it's interesting, interesting dilemma. Yeah, it is. You know, everybody's yeah. talking about being humble, yet they're not at themselves. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's funny. Yeah, it's really funny. So my my last question um, wants to be one. So you're you're thirty five now. You've had all this experience. Thirty two. Thirty two. Pace yourself, bro. It's a beard. It's a beard. <laughs> the wisdom. Thirty two. Yeah, the wisdom. Yeah. yeah. So thirty two. Yeah. I don't know where I got thirty two. Anyway. Someone that's, that's 18, 20, 22, 23. In terms of practical experience, this person um, knows that they're ambitious, knows that they're, 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 they're doing all the right things, they, they're even staying at school because they know that's the thing. Is but, that a thing? Well. You tell me, is it a I thing? I don't know. I don't know. That's a different topic. But what would you put yourself back into your shoes as, as Jordan? Mm. Tell yourself now at, at 32 broad question but I guess just one practical bit of advice that you would you would give look man I, I think uh, it, it, it's it's hard to go it's hard to go back because you don't know the other option no that's true I, I feel I feel like I'm in a good place given the way I was yeah. raised the way I think about things and okay. I certainly feel like I'm so I'll reframe, I'll reframe it then mm. then it's not you because I think that's that's then confused it just anyone yeah. just any like someone off the street sees that you're owning three businesses, they come into your office and they go, I'm about to graduate high school or, or university. Yeah. What should I do? What should they do? They should decide what type, type of person they are. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's a businessman. I know it's trendy. Yeah. It's fucking trendy at the moment to be mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. That doesn't mean you are one. Mm -hmm. Like me with the acting, who says I'm an actor? The market says I'm an actor. Who says you're a businessman or an entrepreneur to call it, you know... 2018 talk or 2017 talk oh i'm an entrepreneur are you are you really mm. like have you made much money mm. like let's let's the thing is is just just 
who are you and and then why you know why why do you want to be a businessman mm. because it's on instagram and you think it pulls chicks <laughs> you know like like what's what's the reason yeah what's your what's, purpose yeah, what's your what's, why no, simon but, the simon cynic stuff but, but yeah. what, no just why do you want to be it yeah you know like like if i asked you right so i'll throw it across the table <laughs> here we go why do you want to be a businessman or an entrepreneur in, in business or you know working because I see the value of communication in terms of the, the marketing point and how that can affect people in a positive way. I'm always, for me, I'm a, I'm a giver. So if I'm behind a product that's gonna save someone $200,000 and mm. improve their life, mm. I wanna be the person communicating that. Right. So that's, that's my thing. But you could be a sales director. Yeah, for, could. For, exactly. You could be employed as a sales director. Exactly. What I'm saying to you is if you wanted to be a business owner, mm. why? Why? why why take because because i'll tell you one thing for free it sucks yeah. it's shit you're the last line of defense mm. the problems are yours yeah. you inherit the financial burdens yeah you've got to pay people you've got to deal with the bitching it's mm. your problem yeah what i feel that people don't understand that that's the shit part of things that's why they want to be it because yeah. they think things are rosy because if you could show people how shitty and how hard <laughs> and how lonely it. it is, you wouldn't want to be there, yeah. would you? <laughs> so that's how I know yeah. that yeah. people don't understand business because everybody, wants to, everybody be one. wants to be one. Now, if you've got struggles in your life, going and pouring entrepreneurship on top of that is not smart. Be careful. But it, entrepreneurship helps you grow as well. So it could have the other effect of helping you. It, it can, but when you don't have your personal life sorted, you yep. certainly don't want to start fucking oh, yeah. with your professional yeah, life. Yeah, don't. Uh, yeah, I've, mm. I've been there. I've been there. That's yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. but that's. I guess that's my thing. So so, short of asking you, I'd ask anybody else. Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? What do you What do you think? What do you think it brings? Mm. What do you think it brings? Yeah. And if the answer question. is shit, I really hadn't really thought about it. That's cool. But you Go might and have be, a thing. yeah, you you might be way up the chain in another corporation because you're you're an awesome employee or yeah. or manager. Yeah, so have self awareness. Yeah, yeah, but to say have self awareness is a hard thing because then doing it. Yeah, yeah, because it, it comes back to honest. Well, I believe self awareness comes back to honesty. Mm. You know, and and how honest you can be with yourself. Are you good at these things or are you just bullshitting for Instagram, you know? And yeah. hey, man, there's been times where I've thought, oh, oh yeah, I've been blowing and it up everyone a bit. Does it. And everyone yeah, does yeah. It. But I try, to, mm, yeah. I try to really mitigate that as much as I can and, and, yeah. and, and don't talk about something I'm not prepared to do. Yeah. I think the way I try to do things is that, that, that if somebody punches my card on the spot, if I say something, I'm always prepared at any moment to, to, to substantiate that. Yeah. If somebody says to me, yeah, tell me about that. Or, yeah, show me. Yeah. I'm ready. One day. Or I wouldn't have said it. <laughs> One day I'll do that to you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Um, anybody listening, um, let's, let's, I know that you've got a lot going on, so let's say how they can find you. So the, the most recent movie that you're working on, um, the, the business that you're most excited about in terms of finding it, and then, and then personal, personal if, if, you know, people... I want to follow you more of your content so um yeah let's let's go there and yeah yeah thanks man appreciate the uh the plug uh <laughs> my business day to day is green track so yep. we do everything from dust suppression um we do hard stand areas we basically turn the earth into cool. like concrete um we do waterproofing and we do pothole repair 
So that's my, my business, Green Track, Green Track Solutions. Yep. Um, my page where I was doing a bit of this stuff is called Entrepreneurs, you know? Yeah, was like a take nervous. on Yeah, being nervous when you start a business. It yeah. happens to everybody. That's cool. Um, I do similar stuff to this on there. Yeah. Well, this will this will be up on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll probably I'll put a version of this up on there myself. Yeah. Um, and my acting, I've just been cast as uh, Ned Kelly for the old mm. uh, Melbourne jail. So yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll probably see me if you hang around that area or yep. in the CBD, there's gonna be you know big banners of me yep. dressed up as Ned Kelly, Ned Kelly. shortly. So there we uh, go, yeah, there we yeah, go. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. pretty crazy. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm doing on the acting yeah. front. Yeah, so if you wanna go see uh, Jordan get shot uh, eventually, um, <laughs> Which I think that's how that story ends. Um, yeah, it does. Sorry to ruin it for no, you. Actually, he gets, he gets hung in the old man. Oh, uh, right. right so. yeah. Yeah, but he gets shot at it in, he in fights. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, cool. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for being guest number one. And um, yeah, awesome value. Yeah, thanks, man. There we go. Thanks for listening to the Bean Talking Podcast uh, with me, Tim Beanland. I uh, hope you enjoyed Jordan's stories and everything he had to talk about. What I'd love for you guys to do now is go and leave a review. Tell me what you thought. Message me. I would, I would love to hear what you have to say and um, so we can keep producing good content. So, yeah, this was Tim and we've been talking.